and then I was like, Josh, pick me out a pork filet for this week. And he's like, okay. And then today I went to open it. I'm like, this looks green. Why is this green? I open it. It looks more green. I'm like, hmm. I think he's trying to kill me. What's that disease you can get from eating undercooked pork? I'm trying to remember. Or is it just some sort of worm? I'm trying to remember. Oh, you're thinking of the poops. It's called the poops. The poops. Okay. The Hershey squirts. That's the medical term. The, the normal term is the poops. The poops. Tamale pie is not bad. It's very good. What's in your tamale pie? You take Jimmy Mix cornbread stuff. You put in some egg and some sour cream. But I'm a fat kid and I don't have any sour cream, so I put in yogurt. And then you make it in cream corn. And then you bake it for 20 minutes. And then you make beef with onions, cumin, and chili powder. And then you bake it some more with some red sauce. And then I put it in a bowl and I ruined it by putting more red sauce on it. And now I'm also eating it with guacamole. It's pretty good. I like the guacamole touch for sure. It tastes nothing like a tamale, but it's good. You kind of went from like a Tex-Mex shepherd pie there. That's definitely what it is. If you want a sweet beef pie, this is your man. That sounds like a the kind of Craigslist like looking for section that you would click on just to see what images were attached. I only look through Craigslist with images. I don't go for that nonsense of no images. Welcome to the Safety Taco Podcast. I'm your sweet sour cream brother, Matt. I'm your tamale pie eating sister, Diane. Get out of my tamale pie, Cleo. Ah! And I'm ham on the bone, Adam. And together, we're the pork triplets. Don't ask. <laughs> By our porks combined. <laughs> if we told you the story, it'd have to be uh, an NC-17 rating on iTunes. I don't want to talk about her stuff. My cat's trying to put her butt in my dinner. I don't know if that's how you establish dominance, or if that's just, like, an old trick. Like, stop. What you, who raised you like this? <gasps> oh, God, I'm surrounded. I'm sorry. Let's get down. Imagine... It's just twerking in the food. That's pretty much what he just tried to do. He just jumped on the desk and scared me and was like, oh, cool, water. At the computer, I'm not supposed to be eating or drinking it. Well, it's a good thing there's no sort of record of your act anywhere on the internet, so. Oh, no, I totally have, like, eaten food while talking to the computer owner on the phone, just like, oh, yeah, I'm not eating. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm poking around on Google just to find some extra things to talk about tonight. And I came across a really good question. Who is the mayor of Flavortown? I'll give you all a hint. It's a celebrity chef. Bobby Flay. The mayor of Flavortown is Guy Fieri. Is there an electoral college? Uh, I think it's more of a dictatorship. Although it says, let's see, Guy Fieri wins re-election to Flavortown. It's a picture of him holding a big statue. I I never liked Bobby Flay. Never thought he was interesting. He's like the garbage man of Flavortown. His burger place is crap. If you want a dry, greasy patty, which somehow I don't know how you make that, go there. I mean, that sounds like an experience in of itself. Try this Impossible Burger. It's not the Burger King Impossible Burger, but, you know. I don't think the Impossible Burger is Burger King's Impossible Burger. I think it's Impossible Burger. They just got their hands on it. You know what's funny is the uh, Burger King Impossible Burger is a lot better than the Red Robin Impossible Burger. Tell me about the Red Robin Impossible Burger. Well, they don't put any kind of char on it, so it's kind of... Pale and floppy. Doesn't get the right flavor profile without that kind of char on it. It's like 
just eating like bean paste. I like bean paste. Like I ordered it, and they were like, they came with like, well, do you do you know how these come out? I'm like, well, I've had this before at Sidetracks, and it's really good. Come on, like, okay, well, and then it comes out, and oh, I see why you're trying to warn everybody. Do you know that these come out like crap? Because um, they come out like crap. Oh, you still want it? All right. This guy likes crap. But I got the Burger King one, and that was actually pretty good, but I messed up because I wanted to get it with cheese, but I forgot. Like, Burger King is one of those frustrating restaurants where you uh, it doesn't have, Whopper doesn't come with the cheese on it normally. It's like, why wouldn't it? You always got to remember to ask for cheese on it. You feel like that one movie with Shirley Temple where they're like, more? Where they're like, cheese? Yeah, a bit. I think you're mixing a lot of different movies right there. It's the one with the raptors, Matt. You got a little Oliver Twist, uh, Jurassic Park, Pulp Fiction going on in there. It's like you hold up the plate, it's still got the Impossible Burger on it. It's like, please, sir, may I have no more? See, the thing I really know about the Impossible Burger is that it's not made of any meat, that it's supposed to taste like a regular Whopper, and that there's a bunch of like people who are concerned about it having the same like ingredient as Roundup, weed killer. And that's all I really know about it. Everything's got Roundup Weed Killer in it. Yeah, how do you think the Tweaking Cowboy is so old? That explains why they last so long. There's this little cat note underneath my computer monitor, and I'm 98% sure there's the rest of the cat behind there, knocking everything off the desk. Oh, there's the rest of the cat, and there goes the stuff. The cat is claiming the stuff for his own, sectioning off a portion of your house to have his own condo. Apparently. I think he's knocked off like five things. Lucky for me, there's 5,000 things on here, but it's going to be a long night for him unless he sneak attacks the power button on the com- the computer tower, which he's very good at doing and currently trying to do. Okay, so I, I had a two-part question for this week. So I, each of you are going to get a different question. Adam, since Spider-Man is leaving the Marvel Cinematic Universe, suppose, who would you create to take his place? Like, create a new superhero. I have an answer. Well, I'm thinking you got to do is like something for the Spider Verse, but have it like Deadpool, like Spider Pool, like Gwenpool. Yeah, that'd be Spider Gwenpool. What was your answer, Dan? One million ants, man. Man ants. No, it's one million ants, man. <laughs> we tried to go for six million ants, man, but you no, know, that license is still a thing. So, if you follow the fandom, one alien, one million ants, man, try to have a baby with the one girl. But the baby did not survive because it was half a million ants and half a collapsing star. So it's a pretty tragic background. Okay. Now I'm legitimately concerned. Diane, is your memory going and you're just blending a lot of different movies together in your mind? No, it's actually from a cartoon. Okay. It's from Rick and Morty. I need to watch more Rick and Morty. The other superheroes in there are like Ghost Train Man where his... And I'm totally butchering these because now I'm old and I say things like Pokemans. There's a, his tragic story is that he can summon ghost trains. All it took was you saying trains in that particular tone of voice to remind me of my favorite movie title of all time. That horror movie, uh, Midnight Meat Train. Oh, yeah. Please tell me everything. It's a train that's running through a tunnel at midnight, and there's a guy on the train who keeps on slaughtering people. Midnight Meat Train. I only know about it because I think Michelle has a copy of it. Here's my version of Midnight Meat Train. All right. So it's a dark and stormy night. The train going through the Swiss Alps. Just sitting there, mind your own business. It's 11.59. You look at your watch. Bam. It's midnight. And then here comes the midnight meat man selling sausage and crackers. But he's all out of crackers. 
I was just picturing a, a giant wiener schnitzel just on train tracks. Ruined the ending. <laughs> now everyone's gonna know. <laughs> Spoiler. It's like, will it be the case where it's like, which track will it to go? And all of a sudden it's multi-track drifting. No train drift movie will ever be as intense as the Polar Express. If it doesn't have cartoon Tom Hanks drifting in ice, Christmas train, it's not ice drifting. Got the poster here for a midnight meat train. It looks like the guy's holding a hammer, which is... Well, I mean, butchers use hammers. I guess even butchers have to beat that meat. No, all the good bo- butchers use their hands. They karate chop it. So you're saying all good butchers beat their meat with their hands? Yes, if you see a butcher with knives or a hammer, they're a hack. She's figured out the, the whole arc for Mr. Robot Season 3. <laughs> so, who invented gravy? And why did someone go, you know what? Make that wet. I might require wet food. Wet, salty food. Pretty sure his first name was Eustace. Eustace Gravy. Oh, yes. Riding down the trail. They had like this packet of seasonings, a special blend of herbs, uh, but it got wet. And then he threw it on the ground, and his friend discovered how delicious it was and slaughtered him in the, his sleep. And Eustace never got credit. His story does not live on to this day. You hear about Samuel Gravy. Instead of Eustace Butter Junk. Uh, to be an heir of the butter junk fortune. It's really hard to marry into the butter junk family, too. I'm pretty sure that's what that movie Hide and Seek is about. Trying to elope with one of the butter junks. So, I'm a little disturbed. Duplos, even though they come with like three, four, six pieces, do not come with instructions. I have a duck here. And you get the base of the duck, the body of the duck, the neck, the beak, the head, and a cool hat. The hat is blue and doesn't look anything different than the butt. But then when you open up the instructions, it's just trying to sell you more Duplos. Like, ah, cool kids. You like your Duplos? Look at all the Duplos you don't have. Look at the things that you don't know how to build with your six Duplos. Look at these $80 sets that you could have gotten when you bought this $5 set. Yes, but when you put this duck's hat on correctly, um, he falls over. He wears his hat backwards. It is insane. This duck is a frat boy. And it does not warn you on the label, and I think that is atrocious. Oh, he can wear it sideways. Nope. Dead. So, quick question for the two of you. Do you shop at Costco at all? Oh, yeah. Diane? No, but I want to go there and eat hot dogs. I just found something that you might want to get instead. Costco is now selling a 72-pound wheel of uh, Pecorino Romano, or Reggiano, for $900. You can buy 72 pounds of cheese at one time. Okay, well... Of course I can go to Costco and buy a week's worth of cheese, but what else can I buy? Uh, the week's worth of laxative to kind of counteract that? Oh no, it just slides right out. Like a whole lamb? Hang in there, like, you can hang it up and start punching it in your house. Because you're a proper butcher who doesn't need tools like the other hacks. So the other day I was at a hibachi restaurant with my friends, and they had a halal menu. And we were sitting there, and I was trying to describe to her what halal was. And other thing, I was also trying to explain to her what teppanaki was while at the hibachi and like everything on the menu. She was just like, had, had the biggest eyes and was like, oh my god. And I'm like, it's teppanaki, teppanaki. This is what we do. This is what you're eating. You love it here. Why do you not know this? So I have two more questions on my list for the two of you. So to give me a little bit of quiet around the house, Brenna took Ella went over to Ikea. Uh... And I was wondering, what would your top safety tips for walking around Ikea be? (laughs) 
I don't have a safety tip, but I have the ultimate tip. At the end of the IKEA line, at least the IKEA near me, they have like a little like place where you can buy like groceries and they have Slurpees and Cinnabons or whatever. It's just separate from like the restaurant. Go in through the back first, get a Slurpee, go through IKEA, refill your Slurpee and leave. That is a good tip. Doesn't say no free refills. You just gained the IKEA system. You got a free soda. Yeah, mine's kind of similar. You go there first, you get the uh, Swedish meatballs to arm yourself, and then you attempt IKEA. Out here, you'd start from the south face and you work your way north, but each one is a little different. You know, to get to the Hillary step, which is over by the bathrooms, you'd be partly there. I have another safety tip. If you ride the big carts that are meant for wood through Ikea, none of the employees will look at you or care, regardless of how fast you are going. Or who's riding on that cart. Okay, if I ride... Okay, here's your the safety tip. If, if I ride on the cart, no one will look at me. Results may vary with person. If Josh rides on the cart, like someone who doesn't work there is going to go out of their way to stop you. Maybe. But we passed like four people, who, like workers, that refused to even acknowledge this was happening. And there's nothing on the card that says, do not ride. I checked. There's nothing on there that says, do not ride. I tore it off. <laughs> that is irrelevant. You only checked after you rubbed it off with rubbing alcohol on a rag. Possibly. Swedish meatball. It gets everything off. It's that gravy. Samuel gravy. I saved my tamale pie for Mitch. He was only eating enchilada sauce. Little did he know on the other counter was everything he wanted in life. Including a brand new toy. That cat does love cornbread. He does, but all he ate was enchilada sauce from the can. I don't know. I think that's still a little bit dangerous. You remember what happened when uh, Dad fed Joe the cat a can of beans once? It's funny when he farts. Not, not only did he fart, he farted for the rest of his life. You do know that, right? That unleashed the beast. <laughs> all of the farts that were ever farted were from that one can. That cat didn't leave anything for the rest of us. Now Mitchikins is back on the counter, getting into more enchilada sauce. Some say he's a hero, I say he's special. I like how Diane came the close to being the taco savior on our Safety Taco podcast by saving enchiladas. Oh no, I didn't save enchiladas. Or, sorry, tamale pie. Yes, tamale pie. If you ever want to eat sweet beef, now is the time. Did you watch the new Rocco's episode? I haven't. I've been meaning to. It's better than the new Invader Zim episode. I didn't realize you watched both of those. Oh, I did. I feel like in the Invader Zim, they were like, ha-ha, jokes, and then halfway through, they're like, all right, let's just get through this. We ran out of jokes. Eh, let's just finish the story. I've been too busy listening to podcasts, watching Bob Ross on Twitch, and watching Bachelor in Paradise with Brenna. Did the Bachelor make it to Paradise? A bunch of Bachelors did. Did they make it back? No. They were lost. They got lost in Mexico. This one guy got or got to paradise in his van, and he just kept going, and they haven't seen him since. His organs got harvested. He probably got on some sort of midnight meat train. Invader Zim took off his organs. Now his spoon's next to his squiggly spooch. Invader Zim is now the healthiest boy, because he has the most organs. I wish I had the most organs. I have, like, five. Well, you got the essential ones. The squiggly spooch, the plumbus. I do have a plumbus sitting next to me. It's right next to my Hulk gloves. Wait, your plumbus is outside of your body? Yep, it's next to my Hulk gloves. Okay, so Diane has four essential organs now instead of five. That's good to know. It's okay, I can reattach it with gravy. The joys of having a preteen. The other day she was trying to learn how to cook and come in and I see the stove is still on. She's eating like a bowl of cereal. I was like, 
on. She's like, I tried to make French toast, and I look in there in the garbage, and there's like half a loaf of hot, soggy bread. Does she have any idea how to make French toast? I'm going to go with the fact she was eating cereal with the stove still on. I'm thinking that no, she doesn't. Why did she leave the stove on? I don't know. Okay. French toast recipe. So all you need is an egg. (laughs) You need an egg. You need almond milk. Uh, A tablespoon to three of sugar. Vanilla. You mix it all together. You put in some stale bread. And then you put, flip it over. And then you put it in a hot skillet with butter. And you fry it on both sides until it's cooked. And then you put it on a plate with some cream cheese and some jam. And you have a French toast sandwich. Your way is much more complicated than my way of making French toast. Well, your way of making French toast is pulling out the Eggo French toast waffle sticks. Okay, one, I didn't know those were a thing. And two, so you get out a Tupperware, you pour in some egg whites, some vanilla, and then you dip toast in there and you flip it over, you throw it on the griddle, you struggle to get it off because you didn't leave it on there long enough, you rip it, and then you flip it over. Um, you wait till it's finished cooking, and then you pull it off, and then you take forever to scrub down the pan because you've obviously messed it all up. And then you do it again. I forgot to add, you also put in cinnamon and just a dash of nutmeg. See, you have way too many ingredients. I dirtied a Tupperware, a spatula, and really, really dirtied a pan that I can knock the stuff off of. Remind me your list of ingredients. You said egg whites, vanilla, and bread. And that was it, right? I guess some cinnamon and vanilla. No sugar? No. Nothing to thin down the thing except vanilla? You put some um, no-calorie syrup on there because it's ultra-sweet. It kind of tastes plasticky, but I don't know. Okay, here's here's the task for this week. I'm going to make your kind of French toast, and you're going to make my fr- kind of French toast, and we're going to report back. I don't even have bread. I'll just make my French kind of French toast. I just take the baguette, I cut off a piece that would fit in a toaster, and I put it in the toaster. And then I drink more coffee. I I like Adam's way. Because he doesn't say that he eats the French toast. He just leaves it in the toaster after it's done and drinks coffee. (laughs) I fling it at small animals. (laughs) He flips it off as he grabs his third cup of coffee. Throw it in the garbage. (laughs) Scream it out. It's gravy time. Seems legit. Like manwich soup. Is that something that you eat every day, Diane? Yeah, you just pop open the can and mm mm-mm, good. I used to catch a lot of flack for eating soup straight out of the can without cooking it. So I feel like you're attacking me a little bit with that. Yeah, because I'm not a monster. It's also not the first time I've been called a monster for Who else called me a monster? Was it just me? No, my coworkers called me a monster. Well? See, the other part of that too is I imagine that when you do that, it's a can of soup that you're supposed to add water to as well. No. And you go at it with a fork. <laughs> you don't like any of that. It's the noodles. I was a little better than that. Not much, but a little better than that. My thing was mostly I did want to you know, clean a Tupperware at work or forget a dirty Tupperware in my car because I wouldn't bring it into the house for like a week. Oh no, the Tupperware lives there now. I'm bad at Tupperware. Like we've bought Tupperware like three times in the last year and I think we're down to two. I'm so bad at Tupperware. Have you tried setting it on fire? I have, but then I accidentally set my acetylene torch on fire and I'm not going to go into that story again. I guess. There's a reason we don't make creme brulee in this house anymore. So This is a creme brulee free house. For one reason, we were using a acetylene torch instead of a butane torch. <laughs> and two, that fire. So more of cooking prowess. She was trying to make uh, eggs over easy. I was trying to help her, but like, you need to add some kind of like butter or fat to that pan so you can like it in the stick. And she's like, Dad, I know what I'm doing. So she blasts the pan on super hot, drops an egg in there, 
head accidentally makes scrambled eggs, gets mad, tries to make another egg that way. Same hot pan. All I gotta do is just like stand back. I figured out my best way to make scrambled eggs in a cast iron skillet this last week. And it's not like that. Well, I heard a, a good cooking tip the other day that was pretty sweet. It's like you do the eggs, a little bit of butter in the pan, and like a little bit of milk. And you start from a cold pan. So you turn on the heat, it's like a medium high, with the eggs and stuff in there. And you start kind of like working eggs around while it's still cold to get up to temperature. And it just comes together magically and they're not overcooked. My thing is a hot cast iron skillet with bacon grease in it. You add pepper and salt to the pan to bloom the pepper. Then you do one egg at a time and flip it over and keep a close eye on it so it doesn't overcook, but you get a nice, like, quick, soft scramble. One of those monsters, too, whenever I go to Red Robin, I always get the uh, the egg on it, but I get it over hard instead of over easy. Juicy running down it. If you want to talk about Red Robin egg burgers, you're going to make me bring up a story where I threw up one of those once after having eaten it with cranberry or while drinking cranberry juice and it being one of the worst experiences of my life. It's almost as bad as the peanut butter granola bar one. And I still have yet to eat peanut butter granola bar since that day. That's a, like, I don't want to talk about earth stuff. I had a bad experience. Every time I think of food poisoning, I think of uh, a Melissa Milano making you vomit after being like, pizza! <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I don't know the story. I was sick, and then uh, Gretchen was real young watching Sesame Street. I wasn't feeling good at all, but then, like, Melissa Milano comes on, and she's like, says something about, like, I know what you guys really want. I'm like, really? <laughs> She's like, pizza. I'm like, ah, you... It isn't uh, what Adam really wanted. Okay, so I have a little bit of a conundrum here. So I was playing D&D with Brenna's family yesterday. Her brother gave me the opportunity to name a tavern that we were going into, and I named it the Clammy Peach. And I immediately today, or I thought afterwards, like, crap. Is that a sex thing? And I didn't realize it. Yes. Yes, it is. They're like, bold choice, but all right. Oh, goodness, no. No, I play this with her brothers and her dad. Her dad's all like, and you, do you have to have a beard to go into the <laughs> clammy beach? So, yeah, I'm a little traumatized today, and I'm, not, I'm trying to not bring it up so no one questions me on it so they don't think about it. Which is probably going to make Rana think about it because she occasionally listens to this. But no one else listens to this because they don't know it exists, so... Hopefully that'll Clammy stay. Peach? What are you guys talking about? I said Scallop Peach. No, I said Clammy Perch. Perch. That's not even better, is it? I didn't say Clammy. I said Eggplant. Like the emoji. So yeah, I've been haunted by a Clammy Peach all day. And that's been my day. Well, you win some, you lose some. I blame the government. I blame Obama. I have like 13 Google News stories on my phone about how the Obama's kid is going to the University of Michigan. And I even had like an alert on my phone going, Sasha Obama is going to University of Michigan. Is this relevant to you? No! No, it is not! Is this relevant to anybody? No. It's been blown up on my phone, too. It's like like uh, the governor's daughter was going to Ann Arbor, and that was enough of a pain in the butt, but now it's going to be like, Obama's in the University of Michigan. Like, everywhere I turn, probably be in the current. Got every little... New story that pops up on Google, like, oh, I see you're in a coffee house in Ann Arbor. Did you know that there's an Obama in there? Yep, screw it. That's how I'm going to greet people on Saturday when I'm down in Ann Arbor again. Somebody's going to say hi, and I'm like, did you know such Obama's in the area? No, tell us more, said nobody. And I think I know the one person who doesn't like that being broadcast the most. Sasha Obama? Yeah, Sasha. I doubt she's the kind of person that gets happy about that kind of attention. 
because I don't think there's a lot of people who get happy about that kind of attention. I think she just wants to go to a school, not be former President Barack Obama's daughter by reputation. Saturday, I'm going to walk in. I'll be walking downtown. Somebody's like, hey, do you have a dollar? No, but Sasha Obama's around the corner. She's going to college at University of Michigan. Which would you say are like the top three most likely bar spots that she would go to? Skeepers. I mean, as a freshman, that's where all the freshman girls go. She's going to be out there getting frostbite January, wearing like two patches of cloth. And it's going to be on the news, on my phone. Sasha, <laughs> Sasha Obama's wearing two patches of cloth near you. Any chance of her going to Necto? Maybe on Monday. I think she owns it now. So you guys would be so proud of me. The other night, I made tacos without taco seasoning for the first time in my life. How'd that go? Amazing. I took dried peppers and an onion and garlic and vinegar and chipotles and adobo sauce and a bunch of other stuff. And I blended it and then I fried the sauce and then I cooked pork shoulder in it. So good. I'm curious about the vinegar, but the rest of that sounds good. Just made it more tangy. So I just came across 25 great insults from the 18th century British slang. And number two is called a beard splitter, which means a man much given to wenching or consorting with prostitutes. I just like beard splitter. It's got so many avenues to go down. Sounds like a medieval barber. John. John the beard splitter. He only does beards in one way. He splits them. That's going to be my class in D&D. Beard splitter. There's some more that are good on this list, but I don't want to say them all. <laughs> Do it. Okay. See if we can parse through this one. The term is unlicked cub. A rude, uncouth young fellow. Oh, I hate those people that are so uncouthed. Death's head upon a mop stick. Poor, miserable, emaciated fellow. A duke of limbs. A tall, awkward, ill-made fellow. Here's one that'll kind of change a TLC song for you. A scrub. A low, mean fellow. Employed in all sorts of dirty work. Now, is that the meaning that TLC was going for with I don't want no scrub? Because I always assumed it was I don't want like a poor person without any like prospects. They literally tell you the definition in the song. Haven't you listened to a scrub? No, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is the guy who can't get no love from me. Hanging from the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. That's the definition of a scrub. That gives the reason for not going to date a scrub. I'm pretty sure the whole song is the definition of a scrub. I'm looking up the lyrics. Ready? Here are the lyrics to No Scrubs. The lyrics, the song starts with O-O, and then it goes on to say, A scrub is a guy that thinks he's fly and is also known as a busta, and then busta. Always talk about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass. So no, I don't want your number, blah, blah, blah. Scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me, hanging out of the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. His game is kind of weak, because I'm looking like us, and he's looking like trash. So it's a guy who looks like trash. Um, he's a busta. He's broke, and he sits on his butt. And he's hanging out of the passenger's side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at girls. So any other definition, I don't believe. So my initial thought, I was just sitting there like... Really? We're talking about like a 25-year-old song? All right, whatever. It's not 25. 1999. So 20 years. That wasn't too far off. Apparently Weezer covered it. I'm very interested to find this later. By later, I mean right now. I really like Weezer's cover of Africa. Do you know why um, there's no vampires in Africa? No. Because they 
Unless the rain's down in Africa and it rains holy water. I like that. It's very good. Oh my god, the internet did not lie to me. Everything about this cover is amazing. For some reason, you talking about a cover of a song reminded me of mashups of songs. That was the thing like 10 years ago. Specifically, Voodoo Child and 99 Problems mashup. 99 Problems mashes up with everything. They one song it doesn't mash up well with. Patsy Cline, Walking After Midnight. Nope, 100% matches well perfectly. I'm going to go with X Go and give it to you. 100% that song matches up with everything, too. Name one song that X Go and give it to you does not match up with. I think that if you pair those two songs up, it's just silence at that point. They counteract but it each still other. But it pairs up well. There's beauty in the silence. Yeah. No, nothing's more classic than the Thomas the Tank theme and the theme from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's the greatest matchup in history. Um, I can throw at least three potatoes in one hand. Like at someone, or like juggling three potatoes with one hand? Oh. Is this like the kind of thing where you lie on your resume like, oh, I can do this such thing, and then you, they never ask you about it because it's not really relevant? So if I was lying on my resume, I'd say I could throw four potatoes. Yeah, on my resume it says I can hold at least two potatoes, one in each hand. I told the owner of my company that, um, my, everyone always laughs because I say you make good choices, and he's like, so at one point he said it back to me. He's like, make good choices. And I was like, oh, I do. And for the ones I don't, I don't get caught. And then later I was like, probably shouldn't say that as the accountant. Or is that exactly what he wanted you to say as his accountant? Not when I'm dealing with his money. Probably. This time next time, do you want the deductions or not? If you want this to balance, you got to just let this go. This episode has been brought to you by the definition of no scrub. A scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me. Today's podcast was brought to you by Adam's French Toast. It says flipping off a piece of bread while you chug your coffee. Tonight's broadcast is also brought to you by Holy Guacamole Minis. I licked the entire thing clean. Tonight's broadcast is also brought to you by Duplos. They no longer come with instructions. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Enchiladas for Cats. Probably not the best idea. This broadcast has been brought to you by I'm Gonna Go Clean Up Enchilada Vomit. That's a good band name. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Musical Mashups with Thomas the Tank Engine. Anything really works. This episode has been brought to you by I Can Hear My Cat Still Eating Enchilada Sauce. It's been one hour. This episode is brought to you by Midnight Meat Train. It's, it's a movie and not a sex one. Don't worry. This episode has been brought to you by One Million Ants Man. Not yet owned by Sony, I think. This podcast has been brought to you by One Million Ants Man. It was just bought by Disney. Remember, don't eat hot sauce like my brother. Remember, don't eat hot sauce like my sister. Remember, I licked the entire guacamole package clean. Don't eat the enchilada sauce like a Mitch. Thank you for joining us for the Safety Taco Podcast. Please rate and review by leaving a review at any Taco Bell on Google. Especially the bad. Please write your review on any taco wrapper and then throw it at the cashier behind the desk. And make sure you shout out, for the pig. We thank you for your support.